Failure is sometimes perception is reality as to what failure is, right? In the case of a fighter, it's let's talk fighters. It's you've lost the fight, so you feel like you've failed. Well, sometimes you haven't because in the case of the UFC last weekend, if you happen to watch it, the very first fight in the pay-per-view was Michael Chandler and, and Justin Gaethje, who put on the, probably the greatest first round of the year, if not ever, in certain respects. Went on to fight three rounds of an incredible fight. And Michael Chandler lost, but did he really lose? Yes, he lost the fight, but he actually gained points on his performance and everything else. So failure is is a questionable comment, right? If you haven't won the fight, did you fail? No, you just lost the fight. It doesn't mean you failed completely because you performed well, right? That's Bruce Buffer, American professional mixed martial arts ring announcer and the official octagon announcer for UFC events, introduced on broadcast as the veteran voice of the octagon. You may know Bruce by his catchphrase, it's time, and his brother, Michael Buffer, let's get ready to rumble. Bruce's signature phrase, it's time, is announced by him launching UFC main events. Where two things are gonna happen, just like in a fight. If you go in to knock the guy out, two things are gonna happen. You're either gonna knock him out or he's gonna knock you out. So you have to know when to be offensive, when to be defensive, uh, how to use the opponent's uh, skills to benefit you. Right, so in poker we have a saying, don't play the cards, play the player. In business you also need to know, who am I doing business with? So understand your opponent, understand your business, have full knowledge of everything at hand. So when you walk at that room or step on that path, you can be the best you can be. Whether you're first, second, third or not, if you're the best you can be, then you're winning, you're performing at your best. In each episode of this podcast, David and I will interview guests who have faced adversity in their personal and professional lives and find out what mindset they employed to triumph. Now, we seek the truth through real-life encounters and candid conversations with thought-provoking guests ranging from all walks of life. Here, you will find how today's thought leaders in their industries face immense challenges and adversities with captivating stories ending in personal triumph and ultimate success. I'm Bob Bianchi. At the Bianchi Law Group, LLC, we are a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge our clients with crimes. Our entire legal team is made up of former prosecutors. Weekly and even daily, our attorneys are asked to be media analysts on nationally syndicated TV news shows. We take our three core principles of courage, compassion, and commitment to broadcast every day. You may have seen us on Fox News, One America News, Court TV, Long Crime Network, CNN, and Newsmax, just to mention a few as we are being asked to decipher the truth on today's most coveted court cases. And I'm Dave Bruno. In each of the episodes of this podcast, Bob and I will interview guests who have faced adversity in their personal and professional lives and find out what mindset they employ to triumph. Now, we seek the truth through real-life encounters and candid conversations with thought-provoking guests ranging from all walks of life. Here, you will find how today's thought leaders in their industries face immense challenges and adversities with captivating stories, ending in personal triumph and ultimate success. We got into the arena with Bruce Buffer. Bruce discussed how to define failure, what it means to learn from one's own mistakes, and how to truly be the best one can be, fighting, gaming, and even in business. All being brought to you on the Nothing But The Truth podcast.
Bruce Buffer is a mixed martial arts ring announcer and the official octagon announcer for UFC events, an entrepreneur and a world-class poker player. We began our conversation by zoning in on mindset, by asking Bruce on how martial arts brought him in the state of mind for success. It's time. It's time. So as you know, Dave, uh, we as lawyers, people may think it's odd. Why are we doing a show about mindset? But this is the man. I, as you know, I've been doing martial arts since I was seven years old. Bruce, I'm still kind of in the game a little bit, but I'm a little paunchier and a little baldinger. But I, I, I followed your career and your brother, and it's like such an exciting thing to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a, an adventure. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, one of the questions, this show's about mindset, and, and I'm just curious, Bruce, I know that you're a martial artist yourself, um, and I actually did American Kempo for a while. I know that you, uh, you trained under Chuck Norris, so, um, so there's some similarities there because I, I know that uh, Ed Parker, I think, was friends with Chuck Norris. But tell me in your mind, how did your martial arts career set your mindset, and from what you see with other fighters, in terms of how they're successful in life because of martial arts? You know, one thing about martial arts, it teaches, if it's taught correctly, it teaches a bond. It teaches uh, pride and honor, uh, discipline, which is very well needed. And, you know, we live in a, uh, what I always say, we live in a society of decaying morality, you know. And one thing about when you work, when you're training in like an art in itself, uh, whether it's Taekwondo, Tongsudo, or whatever you pick, um, there's spiritual learning as well as just the act, the physical act of, of fighting and learning how the moves and everything involved in the art itself. So if you really get into it, you become one with your art. There's a lot more training and disciplinary um, benefits to you as a human being that can be carried out through the rest of your life in business and personal. You know, Bruce, something that I noticed even, even to this day, now I do Muay Thai. Um, when I'm in there and I'm training or I'm sparring or I'm doing something of that nature, you know, what? I leave the the dojo or the gym, and I, I, I say to myself, I didn't think about anything else but what I was doing at that given moment. It's one of the few things in my life where my mind is not thinking about something while I'm doing something else. Is that an experience that you think most martial artists have? Yeah, well, you know, it depends on the individual, but the point is, is that when you're doing that, you should be concentrating on that. It should be, everything else should be blocked out. This is not like either it could be an escape for you or whatever, but to give 100% to your sensei or your coach who's giving his or her 100% to you, you need to focus. And that's the same in business. You know, when you're doing something, if you're not focusing 100% on the task at hand and you're focusing on three other things, then you're doing everything half-assed, right? So you want to focus directly and give it your all. And if you're blocking out the rest of the world for that hour that you're training or whatever the case might be, including your sparring, that's what you should be doing. So you, you, you put everything in a little box outside the dojo door. You walk in, you're 100% into your art, into your training, right? And it's also a great release of tension, a great release of stress. And this is all very important, especially in a day and age where a lot of us have a lot of stress, whether it's from the pandemic or just from running our businesses and doing everything we do. That's your escape. And that's your escape to get better at something that you have hopefully passion for. Yeah, sure, Bruce. I mean, I love the emphasis on discipline. And I've heard you say it multiple times. I could relate. I wasn't a martial artist, but I was a wrestler growing up. And uh, when you're out there on the mat and you look back, 
There's no one else on the mat with you or in the octagon or in the boxing ring. So could you talk a little bit about that experience and how it prepares young men or individuals for a future in business or their personal lives? Or women. Or women. Or women. It works both ways. You know, we have the great male and female warriors in the octagon. But once they walk in after their seven to 10 weeks of training or whatever it's been with their team, it's one on one. It's the loneliest sport in the world as is boxing, you know, when you're just one-on-one, you have somebody across from you that's going to take your head off and you're the only one that can handle that and deal with it. So if anything, this teaches you discipline that when you go out there into the world and step on that path of hopeful success, you just want to be the best you can be right. And focus on it because whether you're first, second, third, or the best or the champion of what you do, if you're the best you can be, if you're performing your best, then you're winning to whatever level you're winning. So you have to have personal pride, confidence, right? And there's two types of egos in life. And you do need ego to succeed. There's constructive ego, which I have, and I feel you gentlemen have also. And there's conceited ego, which can make you make, uh, you know, wrong decisions at times, right? So you don't want to get emotional. You want to be constructive. And I treat everybody around me equally. I treat everybody with respect. And... Um, I treat people the way I want to be treated. I have simple theories about life that I've learned through my martial arts background and through the teachings of the wonderful parents that I have. Great. Staying on the martial arts, I have a little surprise for both of you gentlemen. Um, Jerry, if you could, can you cue the video? We got our own Bob Bianchi here doing a little sparring. Yeah, if you guys ever decide, (laughs) well, if you ever decide to go with a 50 and over league, let me know. Getting your sweat in. That Keep your hands up. Yeah, so <laughs> any pointers for my man oh, over here, give me a uh, Bruce, please. <laughs> we could use them. Don't drop your right. Yeah. You had your hands up. Don't drop your right. Yeah, yeah. You get tapped on the right side, right side of your head once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I try to avoid having my shin hit somebody else's. That's my main goal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're in there doing it. Okay. And that's the key point. You're in there doing it. That's what's important. And you look good. Just, just keep it up. I'm telling you, there's nothing better for it. I wish I had more time to train like that myself. Yeah. Speaking of time, you, uh, Bruce, you're, you you have some business ventures that you do. Talk to us a little bit about how your martial arts career moved into your business world. Well, again, uh, the discipline that I've learned, the focus I've learned, but I had my first company when I was 19. And I apply the same principles that I've learned through the evolutionary process of success and failure I've gone through since I was 19. And I always say that when you do something wrong at first, it's not a mistake. Uh, But if you do it again, you should learn from your mistake as a learning experience. But if you do it again, then it is a mistake. So I try to avoid mistakes. We're all human, though, of course. And through trial and error and uh, success and failure, I've learned branding and marketing very well, whether it's the... 30 years I've been working with my brother, the legendary Let's Get Ready to Rumble boxing and entertainment announcer, Michael Buffer, um, whom I did not grow up with. And uh, we we came together late in life. And four years after I met him, I began to be his manager and business partner. And we built that brand together into the brand that it is today. And then with me in my life, with uh, the UFC as my base that I work from, it's time is my phrase. I've branded myself to the point now that I've come out with different products, whether it's my new Puncture's Chance bourbon, 
um, which is now the fastest selling craft distilled bourbon in America and the highest rated. We won six gold medals, three for taste and three for bottle design. Awesome. Very, 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 very proud of this. And Puncher's Chance is what I'm all about. It's about one punch can change your life, which I'm sure you can appreciate. And it's the sweet nectar of the bourbon gods. This is this is the finest bourbon you'll ever taste. So I just came out with a 12-year version, uh, limited edition this year, uh, this month. Um, and then my It's Time Energy products, which I side myself with the best people, but It's Time is my brand. And it's now on my energy products, which will be followed up by nutritional products, about 50 different items over the next two years, sold in 40 different countries. Uh, this is going to be in America next month, starting in Amazon and every store you can think of. Uh, next year. And um, it's the most natural. It doesn't have the taurine and the crap that, you know, the other energy products put in their drinks, which is not good for you. Very proud of this. I actually had the head of USADA who tests the athletes in UFC. He loves it. He loves the formula, everything else, because athletes can drink it and not get flagged. And along with that is a whole line of toiletries. So what I'm doing now is concentrating after I built my brand with the UFC as the base into a variety of different businesses, which I've always been involved in, whether I'm a spokesperson or not. But I side myself with the best business people and I side myself with the best products because I take pride in what I do. And I do turn down deals for sure. Sure. I mean, amazing. And what we'll do, we're, this is videoed as well. We'll put those links in the notes for you as well. Anybody that's interested in those products, there'll be links. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Now, Bruce, you talked, uh, you talked about that mistake. The first time, not necessarily a mistake. It's a mistake if you allow it to reoccur and not improve. Is there any specific uh, mistakes, so to speak, that you've learned from that our listeners can also uh, relate to and learn from? Well, I think real estate is one of the best things to invest in if you buy correctly. Uh, one thing I've learned is, and I, I go back to my beach house in Marina Del Rey to some other properties, never sell your real estate unless you have to, unless you need the money. Hold on to it forever. So one of the best investments you can have. Um, I also collect sports memorabilia, you know, sometimes because something went up in profit in price, if you don't need the money, don't sell it. I'll give you an example. I had a box of 1980 toss basketball with the Michael, excuse me, with the, uh, Larry bird, magic Johnson, rookie panel card in it. I paid $450 for the box that had 36 wax packs in it unopened. I sold it two years later for 1150 thinking, Oh, I made a nice profit. That was six years ago. It just sold for $50,000 last February. Hmm. So Unless you need the money when you invest in something, don't sell it. Don't sell it. Hold on to it. If you know it's a good investment. That's in my investment avenue because I'm a big collector of memorabilia. Um, just even the movie memorabilia, like the James Bond original Dr. No poster behind me that's French. Cool. You know, these are areas and they found that in times of depression and economic depression, these type of investments are gold bricks. People are spending more money on sports memorabilia now with everything going on than they've ever spent. There's many different areas you can learn from, but that's a key. Look at yourself in the mirror, be honest with yourself and learn from your experiences and or your mistakes and try to avoid doing them in the future. Yeah, no, Bruce, I, I love it. As a trial lawyer, I've trained many lawyers on how to try a case. And I used to hang up the man in the arena quote from Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, I was the head prosecutor of a district attorney's office for six years. And I said, I, I don't care if you lose, but you got to be in there. You got to be in the fight. You got to have your hands up. You got to do the right thing. You don't, I don't want people sitting in the cheap seats talking about what somebody should be doing. You got to get dirty and mix it up. So you talked a little bit before about failure. Um, and even in our defense practice that we have right now, as you can imagine, people come to us broken, addicted, mentally ill. Uh, their lives are being destroyed. They're embarrassed. Their families are leaving them. 
But I, I, we try very hard to talk to them about use failure as a motivating factor to better yourself. Can you give us some examples of either what you've seen with fighters or in your own career, how the difference between those who use failure in a positive way versus those who use failure and just go down that, that rabbit hole of despair? Well, failure is sometimes perception is reality as to what failure is, right? In the case of a fighter, it's let's talk fighters. It's you've lost the fight. So you feel like you've failed. Well, sometimes you haven't because in the case of the UFC last weekend, if you happen to watch it, the very first fight in the pay-per-view was Michael Chandler and, and Justin Gaethje, who put on the probably the greatest first round of the year, if not ever in certain respects, went on to fight three rounds of an incredible fight and Michael Chandler lost, but did he really lose? Yes, he lost the fight, but he actually gained points on his performance and everything else. So failure is, is a questionable comment, right? If you haven't won the fight, did you fail? No, you just lost the fight. It doesn't mean you failed completely because you performed well, right? The other thing is, is that if you have failed at something, then ask yourself and be honest with yourself when you look in the mirror, why did I fail? What did I do wrong, right? And learn from that, learn from your experiences. And the other thing about it too, is that when you're in, and again, in the case of a fighter, you have a team, you have a trainer, you have a coach, and hopefully they're the best coach you can have. If you don't listen to the coach and listen to what he's telling you, and you're making your own emotional you know, decisions at the time, then you're not working with your team. You've got to learn from your coach and coaching is very, very important in life. You know, Whether it's with a man like JT Fox in certain areas, or you in the legal area where you're benefiting young attorneys and saying, hey, let me teach you this and I'm going to save you a year of trial and error. I'm going to save you, you know, six months of going through something because I'm going to benefit you with the 20, 30, 40 years of experience I've had in my life, which I'm trying to give to you. Yeah. And we've noticed that the ones who succeed, Bruce, and I'm sure the same in your world, are the ones who are willing to listen to experience and, and adapt it and modify it into their own personality as opposed to the pushback that some people give uh, and, and fail and ask the question why they're failing, but they won't take advice. Dave, we got time for one more question. Yeah, little did I know, Bruce, that you're also a world-rated poker player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a skill in and of itself, just to be able to read people and, and know the game. Uh, 30 seconds, quick bite. Um, what, what is it to your success? Let's talk about how you're so successful in that game. Well, because poker, as well as fighting, relates to everyday life. Right. You have to know when to, in the case of no, no limit, hold them, when to put all your chips in and put somebody to a decision by going all in where two things are going to happen. Just like in a fight, if you go in to knock the guy out, two things are going to happen. You're either going to knock him out or he's going to knock you out. So you have to know when to be offensive, when to be defensive, uh, how to use the opponent's ben um, uh, skills to benefit you. Right. So in poker, we have a saying, don't play the cards, play the player. In business, you also need to know, who am I doing business with? Just like as an attorney, you know, who, who, am, I, who am I doing, who am I negotiating with? What, what is the power of negotiation? What is going to get my point across? So understand your opponent, understand your business, have full knowledge of everything at hand. So when you walk at that room or step on that path, you can be the best you can be, whether you're first, second, third or not. If you're the best you can be, then you're winning. You're performing at your best, right? So I always like to understand the opposition I'm dealing with as best as possible. So when you sit down at a poker table, don't even play a hand for 20 minutes unless you get dealt a really key hand and watch how the players play. Watch how they handle themselves. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the best Bruce Buffer, the best in the octagon announcer. I'm so proud to have you here. So honored. 
Thank you, Bruce, for your time. We greatly appreciate it. I appreciate it. And also one of the other things I benefit too for USC fans out there, I do a ton of the cameos that are out there. You just go to brucebuffer.com for motivational video or a championship introduction or a business introduction. We're, we're trying to pay back and pay it forward. We get partial proceeds to animal military and children's charities. So, you know, in life, you got to pay it forward a little bit, right? Yeah. For a lot. Amen. Be a good person, everybody. Treat everybody around you with respect and the way you want to be treated. And hopefully it all comes back to you. Awesome. Okay, well Bruce Buffer, thank you so much, sir. Thank you very much. Take care, gentlemen. All okay. the best. All the best. All right, that was Bruce Buffer, the best-known mixed martial arts ring announcer and the official Octagon announcer for UFC events. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll have some more for you. Stay with us. Criminal offenses, domestic violence, and DUI matters, regardless of how small they may seem, have the potential to disrupt your whole reality. The freedoms and rights you enjoy might be taken from you at a moment's notice once you are charged. If convicted of a crime, the rest of your life and the lives of those you love will change. Without the right expert legal advice, you face a criminal trial that results in serious consequences, including hefty fines and a prison sentence. If you're in New Jersey and facing criminal charges, you need to consult with the Bianchi Law Group's team of seasoned and tested criminal defense lawyers. I'm Bob Bianchi. At the Bianchi Law Group LLC, we are a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge our clients with crimes. Our entire legal team is made up of former prosecutors. At the Bianchi Law Group, we all meet daily to discuss strategy on our clients' cases. Our team of only former prosecutors is run by David Bruno and myself who have earned the coveted distinction of being New Jersey Supreme Court Certified Criminal Trial Attorneys, of which there are only approximately 250 out of over 90,000 lawyers in New Jersey who have earned this distinction. I am honored to have been appointed by the Governor of New Jersey as the head Morris County Prosecutor, and my partner David Bruno served with me in the major crime and fraud units. Simply put, when it comes to representing a client, reputation, skills, experience, tenacity, and respect matter. To us, the Bianchi Law Group values of courage, compassion, and commitment are not punchlines. They are values our entire team live by when representing the clients we are honored to serve. If you've been charged with a crime in New Jersey, look no further. Contact the Bianchi Law Group LLC as soon as possible to set up a free consultation and to lay the foundation for a winning defense. We're back on Something But the Truth with Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. Had a great interview with uh, Bruce Buffer. You know, um, there's so many takeaways, Dave, from this. I, I love the line he said, if you're practicing your best, then you're winning. And not that necessarily you get the title, but if you're doing your best, you're winning. And that's an attitude that we've always said. Right? When we were in the prosecutor's office, that's why I had that man in the arena quote that was up there. And I always said to them, including you, and I don't care if you lose. You give it the fair fight. You be as prepared you can, as you can be. And even if it's a not guilty, and when we were prosecutors at the time, you still won because you're not the people in the cheap seats talking about how it should be done. You're the one actually fighting the fight. How did that comment resonate with you? Oh, it, it, was, um, it was uplifting, motivating. It's, it's about being in the arena. It's not being the people out in the cheap seats that don't do the job and critique the men in the arena. And it's about being your best. And it's about giving your best. Because as trial lawyers, as men and women, if you give your best, 
I mean, that is really the thing that really is to look at as to what is successful and not. Because he also hit about failures and mistakes. And he talked about if you make a mistake, it's not really a mistake. It'll be a mistake if you continue to make that same mistake over and over and you don't learn. So being the man in the arena fits right in into the mindset discussion, into what is a mistake, what a failure is. Do your best. Yeah, you know, he also said something that I thought was really interesting because it was about self-reflection. And as a a person who's run a huge agency and a person that runs an organization now, um, what you often see is there there are some who make a mistake and they own up to the mistake. They look in the mirror. Remember when I used to say in the prosecutor's office, I used to have a mirror. And um, I'm looking at my producer right now. I used to have a mirror, and I used to look, look at it quizzically, and I'd turn around to my staff, and I'd say, I don't know. I see a paunchy, balding, middle-aged guy. Why is it that everybody else looks in the mirror, and they see Brad Pitt, you know, or Angelina Jolie, right? Yeah. Because, and what I meant by that was that, one, you have to recognize you make a mistake, own the mistake. That used to be so refreshing to me as a leader, when somebody would say, I, I made a mistake, but can you talk to me about how I can make it better? Because I knew that if I couldn't even get the person into the mindset that they did something wrong, and, and, and that's another whole part, we can go on and on about it. There is something that's in the psychology of certain people where they refuse, they cannot bring themselves because they're so afraid of critique and failure to say that I made a mistake. And I know that person can never grow from that point forward. Yeah. He, and Bruce talked about this too. He talked about perception is reality, about perceiving. And that's exactly what you're talking about. He used in his example um, a UFC fighter that lost. And in reality, if you perceive what he did, he did great. Even though he lost, it really wasn't a failure because perception is reality, right? So it's one to look in the mirror and understand either the mistake or the failure. But it's another thing to grow from it and really learn. Yeah, you know, another thing is it's, it's kind of like a balance. I've always said, you know, I, I liked what he was talking about by being in the present moment. You know I'm big on that. You, you can't keep looking at the past and in the rearview mirror of your life for all the things that didn't go right or all the perceived mistakes. And he called it the perception of that. And he can't look too far into the distance about what the future is and, and be so tight as to what that looks like because we can never predict that. But we can predict what we can do right now and move step by step in the present moment. And if there's failures along the way, he said it himself, Bruce Buffer, he's made failures. But he utilized those failures to learn from those, from those failures and those mistakes. And, and we see that even with clients that we represent. We try to always explain to them that and, and explain to prosecutors now. Because I was big on this as a prosecutor. I'm big on this as, as a defense lawyer. As a human being, we all make mistakes. And a lot of what we do is trying to humanize the person, to, to let another person know that this isn't just a file. It's just not a, a piece of paper. This is a real human behind it. It may have done something that was not right or violated the law, but the question really becomes, how are we going to handle that person? You know, everybody talks about criminal justice reform. How are we going to always, remember me in the prosecutor's office, my phrase, we don't need to hit flies with sledgehammers. People make mistakes. And when you dialogue about things like that, uh, you create a mindset where people are a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more merciful towards people. What do you think? Yeah, well, you just reminded me of the three core values at the Bianchi Law Group, which is courage, compassion, and commitment. And that's really that second one, that compassion, right, that, that we bring from our experiences, former prosecutors, and 
going through the, the, um, the teachings of Dr. Brene Brown and really trying to learn about this um, in our personal lives as well. The compassion to deal with our clients at their, at their low. And let's call it what it is. We're criminal defense, domestic violence, DWI, municipal court matters. When people come to us, they have problems in their lives. Um, they are facing criminal charges. And we know as prosecutors, the prosecutor gets the file, the prosecutor opens up the file, and the prosecutor sees police reports, uh, evidence, statements, uh, surveillance video, laboratory reports, expert reports. They do not see anything about the life of the defendant. So coming out of the prosecutor's office, when we started up the Bianchi Law Group, we made it a point to not only have compassion for our clients as to where they are and what they're doing, but also we have a job to do. It's to challenge the prosecutor because they have the burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt. But even more importantly than that, it's to educate the prosecutor as to who our clients yeah. are because they will not. Prosecutors do not see who the defendant is when they open up that file. And it's the defense attorney's job to make them understand all the hardships that the defendant's been through, all the education, professional achievements. The list goes on and on that the prosecutor just doesn't know yeah. about a defendant. I, that, that actually emanated this whole idea from when we were prosecutors. It, and I was uh, upset that we would be making decisions on people. And then later, after the case was over with, uh, you'd find out that the person may have been a wounded veteran or that they had these things going on in their lives. And I'd be like, why wouldn't you have told us that? We would have taken that. In. It may not be a get out of jail free card, but you could take some zip off the fastball. Dave, one, one last point I want to get to that, that Bruce was talking about that I think was really important is that he uh, used the phrase, uh, you got to be focused and not doing things half-assed was the term that he used. The importance of, of, of a plan and the execution of a plan and being able to pivot um, I think is so, so key for individuals in their personal and professional lives. What do you think? Yeah, especially now, as we are recording this, um, November of 2021, society in general has been through a tough two years, approximately two years with COVID. And we've all had to pivot in some way, either personal or professionally. So it's a lesson, and we're here to bring those lessons to this show. Nothing but the truth. We're going to bring on thought leaders to talk about what their successes have been, how they've gotten there. But I, I agree. It's important um, to keep, uh, to, to stay on point, to give it your all, give it your best. We talked about that before. And do your best. Surround yourself yeah. with good people. Good people, he said that. Be kind, be good to people. Something that I thought right. was a great. great it, that was all great. And when COVID hit, you remember I said, this is terrible. It's horrible. But we are going to find the silver lining. I know people could say, oh, that's Pollyannic or whatever, but it's not. And we did. We made some tremendous changes and tremendous successes. And we found the way to pivot during a bad period of time. And we hope that our audience is going to be able to benefit from all the guests that we're going to have coming forward. Because this is Nothing But The Truth with your hosts, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. We'll see you next week. Again, we want to give a big shout out to Bruce Buffer for taking the time and stepping into the ring with us on Nothing But The Truth podcast. I was particularly intrigued by Bruce's take on overcoming failure. He said, if you have failed at something, ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Why did I fail? What did I do wrong? Learn from that. Learn from your experiences. You've been listening to Nothing But The Truth podcast with me, 
David Bruno, and my law partner and host, Bob Bianchi. We are two former prosecutors and media personalities. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd appreciate it if you could leave a review and share this podcast to anyone that would benefit from these stories of rising from adversity and thriving for ultimate success. For more information on this interview with Bruce Buffer, see the show notes of this episode in your podcast app or visit BianchiLawGroup.com and click on the media podcast tab for full episodes. At Bianchi Law Group, they will guide you through their free consultation, laying down the foundation for your criminal defense with the right legal advice and team. All of their lawyers are highly experienced former prosecutors. Therefore, you know you can face a criminal trial with a strong defense. Their firm continuously makes numerous appearances in revered publications and TV networks. Their extensive experience in criminal law makes them confident in the legal field, at the same time offering their three pillars of service, courage, compassion, and commitment to all of their clients. Without the right legal advice and help, you face a criminal trial that can result in dire consequences with hefty fines and a prison sentence. If you are in New Jersey and facing criminal charges, you need to contact the Bianchi Law Group LLC now, 862-210-8570 or BianchiLawGroup.com. Their team of criminal defense lawyers considers you as a whole person and tailors the best defense strategy and resolution for your situation and convene the strongest possible defense. Robert A. Bianchi Esquire and David J. Bruno Esquire are New Jersey Supreme Court Certified Criminal Trial Attorneys of Bianchi Law Group, LLC, handling criminal defense, domestic violence, and municipal court cases with a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge their clients with crimes. 8 Campus Drive, Suite 105, Parsippany, New Jersey, 07054, 862-210-8570. The Bianchi Law Group LLC has prepared this concern for general information purposes. Nothing herein is intended to create an attorney-client relationship and shall not be construed as legal advice. The preceding program was paid for by Bianchi Law Group LLC. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMTR. As always, it is advisable to consult a professional before making a major decision.